side note, you know, one of the things that we have on our website, truelifemarion.com, is we live stream right from the website. One of the main reasons we did that, because if we do anything that, uh, say, the world doesn't like or that Facebook doesn't like, we get blocked or get muted or whatever. And then anybody watching, they're, they can't watch. So if you just go to the, the they can't block the, <laughs> the, uh, the website, truelifemarion.com. We don't have to be concerned about that. We do live stream from Facebook as well, and we do record it for YouTube, all of that. But um, just a little information. If you pull up truelifemarion.com, the very first page, it'll say watch us live. And you can, it says connect or click here is what it says. Click here, and you can, it just goes live from the service. All that being said, let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. We have people that are watching us from Texas to Florida, all across these great United States. But today I want to talk to you about something the Lord has put on my heart, and Pastor Kim confirmed it. Um, the Lord, in my whole ministry, uh, and when I say mine, I mean God's ministry that he's given me, he's worked with me a lot extensively in areas of, of healing and deliverance and you know, just basically a lot of healing. And so that being said, I, you know, sometimes isn't it a battle? Anybody else believe that? I mean, you ever like, I'm believing I'm healed, but you don't feel healed? Or it doesn't seem like you're healed? Or there's a lot of things going on. And so I want to talk about that this morning. And, and what's amazing is I walk through stuff. I got, a, I got an invite, and I'm just sharing my life. I hope that's okay. I got an invite from a couple of the guys here in church. I, I have a mentor thread, and we, uh, you know, I stick them on there. And you know, once a week or so, I, I'll put a quote out or a, a nugget out and then they'll they'll pour back into my life something that they said or something like that so it's wonderful but i got invited by a couple of them to go golfing now i i have golfed before but i'm not good at it at least in the past every once in a while i would hit a shot that'd be okay and i but i wouldn't know how i did it uh you know and people are like how'd you do that i don't know but Saturday morning, so I, I got invited, and I was going to go, and Saturday morning, I was doing something simple, tying a trash bag, bent over, and my back went into spasms. And if you have ever had that happen, you understand. I'll, the next thing I know, I was looking at the trash bag, like right here, oh, hey. And I crawled in from the garage into the kitchen on my knees. My phone was clear back in the office. I worked my way back to the office, text one of the guys and said, not sure I'm going to be there, appreciate your prayers, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, on it. Then the more I sat there, I thought about, what am I talking about this weekend? I am not going to let the enemy do this. And, of course, I'm married to Wonder Woman. And all she has to do is catch wind of any of that. And she's like, you need to do this because she'll tell you. She, and she knows what I, you know, I got to do what I preach. And I was already taking authority and I was, then I was standing up and I was, you know, doing all of what I needed to do. And so I, I texted the guy, said, I'm coming. I don't know if I'm going to swing a club, but I'm coming. So I got to drive the cart. That was fun the whole time. Oh, that was a good bump. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> but we had a great time. My point is, I had to walk through it. 
And, and I said the statement to, to them, my dear friends, I just love the guys that I was with. And I would, anybody's always invited. So I'm not trying to, uh, you know. But anyway, uh, Scott was the guy I was talking to. Scott's the one that invited me. And, uh, and Ron was there. And so, you know, those are two, two guys who have been with me for years and years. Love them. And uh, I told Scott, I said, if I can't walk this out, I have no business teaching it. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says if we know the truth, it does what? It sets us free. And I know that my God is greater than what the enemy does. And so I just believed that, and I went. I told Kim, I was texting her and saying, I'm so glad I went. I'm not giving the enemy a foothold. She's like, I'm so glad you went. And, and it was a beautiful day, and I had a great time. And I, the only thing that got robbed is the guys didn't get a laugh at me golfing. But I did get to laugh at, you know, at them, and they laughed with me, and I laughed at me. I'm sure we had a lot of fun. But I wanted to say it's, it's winning that battle. Winning that battle. What can I give you that would help your faith? Or let me just put it this way, your confidence in what you're facing. When you talk to the mountain, does the mountain hear you? Are, are you saying, what, do you believe what you're saying? How sure are you? I want to give you four steps today that will help you fight the good battle. And, and I mean, I've seen people get healed instantly. And it happened last week. I prayed for people, healed them just like that. I've seen things where people have made trips around the auditorium or in three days they got their complete healing or whatever. I'm not the healer. I'm the jumper cable to the healer. Does that make sense? But, I, but it, it's about just walking the battle. It's... it's God, it's in, it's in me, greater is he that's in me. It is my concept of receiving. Do you know that God is all in? If you're going to bring it to the devil, he's all in. He's like, let's, let's go. Let's, you want to dance, God will dance with the devil, buddy, because the devil has no chance. He's already lost, and God has already done it, and you have what you need to win. You can put a stop to the enemy's stealing, killing, and destroying. I have a lot of scripture today, and I'm not going to really read it all. I'm just going to bring reference to it. The reason I put it in there is for those that are on the Bible app that are taking notes. It'll be there for them, and, and you'll have the ability to look it up by listening to this, even if you want to review the podcast later. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, against evil rulers or authorities of the unseen world. That's what we're fighting against. Mighty powers of this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Put on every piece of God's armor. You'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body of God's righteousness for shoes put on the peace and comes with the good news and you'll be fully prepared in addition of all these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil put on salvation as your helmet take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere john 10 10 says the thief's purpose is to steal kill and destroy god says my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life at the end of this service if you need a healing i'm going to be down front i'm going to pray for you and i this is what i'm saying as far as i'm concerned you will be healed 
It is already done. If you're saying, Brett, I would love to get baptized in the Spirit. I want that. Could you show me how to do that? I will pray for you at the end of service. And if that is what you really believe, because that's what the Bible says, and you'll receive it, you will get filled with the Spirit today, period. It will happen. But, you know, when it comes to fighting, I don't really, I'll fight with whatever God gives me. But if I don't have to take a knife to a gunfight, I'd rather go prepared, wouldn't you? But I want the right, the right weapons and the strategy because it will affect my faith. As I put my, my faith out there, as I invest in the word and I see the word works, I see the laws of the kingdom work, it affects my belief system. I've seen it happen. And so because I've seen it happen, it changes my perception of how great God is every time. You know, if you're just in the natural, if you feel a tickle in your throat, you have people say, I feel it coming on. They'll up their vitamin C. They'll take their zinc lodges. All of that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think we have to be wise. I think if you need vitamin C, get your vitamin C. If you need to take a vitamin, you want to take a vitamin, take a vitamin. If you need zinc, you know, there's proven things that God has put out there that will help you. That's fine. Do what you can. Put your hand to it. But even more so, what about the spiritual? What about the unseen realm? What about the things that you, you can't see? The four things I want to give you this morning. It will work. I'm going to say it one more time. Healing will work for you. Here's our first, our first step. I, wow, did you hear that? Or is that just me? Anybody else hear that? Well, thank you, God. <laughs> Our first step. Jesus is the example. Jesus is the example. He's the one we look at. He is our champion. He's the champion healer. Luke 3, 21 through 23 says, When the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. He was 30 when he started his ministry. And most everybody that followed Jesus puts these two things together. Jesus healing. If you think of Jesus, it's hard not to talk about him without saying healing. Because that's what he went to the cross. He was known for his healing. All the four Gospels confirm it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they all talk about what Jesus did, how he healed the sick. It was something that he did all the time. Matthew 4.24, it says, people brought to him all who were ill, and he healed them. Uh, Matthew 8.16, with a word, he healed all the sick. Matthew 12.15, a large crowd followed him, and he healed all who were ill. Wherever he went, all who touched his cloak were healed. Mark 6.56, People brought to Jesus all who were various kinds of sickness, and he healed them all, Luke 4.40. News about him spread, and the crowds of people came to him, and they were healed of their sickness, Luke 5.15. Again, a lot of scripture. I'm just giving it to you for reference. So that's why, if you're wondering, he's talking fast, because I'm trying to get through that so you're not here till 3.30. You won't be here till 3.30. But it was his M.O., his mode of operation, he was known for healing. He's going to get to it if people, oh, he's going to talk, but he's going to touch people. He's, I mean, people are going to get healed. It was just part of who he was. And most of today, don't we live in a, 
selfish society today. Almost right now, it's amazing to me the entitlement that some of the, and I can't say just the younger crowd, because it's not just the younger crowd, but some of our already are grown up, but you know, entitlement. Did you know that as we celebrate freedom today, freedom costs people. People died for our freedom. They died for this country and what this country stood for. People have died for Christ's kingdom. Freedom costs. But people showed up because things were free. If, I, you know, if we give away people, you want to up your attendance? We can have free dinners. We get a lot of people. It's incentive. Most people don't gather for nothing. They knew Jesus healed, and if they needed a healing, that's why they went. It's part of his ministry. It was huge more than 2,000 years ago, and can I say this right now? It's a huge part of his ministry today. You see, we look at this as this, just, this was past, but it's still relevant today. He still heals today. And Jesus never really talked about his being as much God in the flesh when he ministered to people from he referred to himself as the son of man. Basically one of us. If you look at the Gospels, you'll find he really didn't take credit for that. He basically reflected everything to the Father. If you hear me say it, I got it from the Father. I've seen the Father do it. I'm just doing what, he's, what he tells me. When he got to his hometown, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to bring the good news. And from that moment on, all the credit, the wonders, the miracles, he's just saying, this is God. This is my Father. My Father who lives in me does his work through me, John 14, 10. So what do you say? Jesus is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. But I mean, if people want to get really technical, he is saying, I'm not healing you. It is the God in me healing you. You just heard me earlier today just re reflect, I'm, not I'm the jumper cable to the healer. If I connect to the source, it flows through me. But make no mistake about it, it comes from the source that comes through me. Are you, are you gathering that? Why is Jesus trying to make that distinction? Why is he trying to make this clear, just be clear, just clarify this issue? Because he's about to hand off something. Something's about to happen. And it would be part of who we are 2,000 years later. But this handoff would leave no doubt in our minds that we have a role to play, you and I, if we are believers in Christ. Our second thought, healing worked for the 12. We need to know that. Jesus trained the 12 and he sent them out. He called them over to him. He gave them authority to cast out evil spirits, heal every kind of disease and illness. The Bible says every kind. Every kind. That's Matthew 10, 7, 8. Well, that's actually Matthew 10, 1. 7, 8 says, go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, give as freely as you have received. Some versions say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
He wasted no time in showing the disciples this is God's love. This is his compassion for you. He wants you well. Can you just see almost, I could almost picture a holy huddle. Well, it'd actually be 11, kind of like a football team because Judas never really made the squad after he, you know what I'm saying. He got drafted. (laughs) But you could just picture Jesus saying, okay, guys, this is what I want you to do. Luke, I want you to go over here. Matthew, you're hitting this. Peter, Peter, look at me, Peter, I got you know, and he just start giving him, this is what you're going to do. And here's what you can do because I'm sending you in my name. So they get the message. They're empowered by what Jesus has given them. And so off they go. 9-6 says, they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. The TPT version of this says, the apostles departed, went into the villages with wonderful news of God's kingdom, and they healed diseases wherever they went. Now, see, you got to understand what I'm trying to get to you here. And this is something, the Lord, what happened was, this is only happening with one person, Jesus. And Jesus said, this is going to be bigger. So he grabs his disciples. And now what was happening with one is happening with 11 more. And people are saying, I've seen Jesus do that. You're doing just what he did. God established a precedence, perhaps even a pattern, a new way of building and advancing the kingdom. It's Matthew 9.35 in the NIV. It says, this is what he said before he sent out his disciples. It says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that, teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. Teaching, proclaiming, and healing. Teaching, proclaiming, and healing. Teaching, proclaiming, and healing. You see, Jesus came to bridge that gap between God and man, to redeem his relationship with mankind. And, and I love, my wife loves this part, and I love it too. And to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. Acts 10, 38 says, You know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So with this working strategy in place, teaching, proclaiming, healing, and it's an easy-to-follow pattern. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's teach about the kingdom. Let's proclaim God's glory. Let's proclaim his will. Let's heal them because God said it's his will. So it's time Jesus executes that plan with his original disciples, the 11, because again, Judas never became an apostle. And he charged them, Matthew 9, 37 and 38, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Pray the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. You and I have a lot of stuff to do, don't we? It's almost sometimes like, ah, but we just have to do what we're called to do. You don't have to win everybody in Marion, but who does he want you to talk to about? About the Lord. Here's our third step. Remember now, Jesus is our example. Then it worked for the 12, it's going to grow. Turn to your neighbor, give him an elbow and smile, say, it's growing. Healing work for the 72. 
72, Luke 10, 1 and 2, the Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he, listen, all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions. The harvest is great. The workers are few. Pray the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. 10.9 says, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. 10.16 of Luke says, anyone who accepts your message is accepting me. If they reject you, they're rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. So the 12 took his request, or the 11. There is somebody they eventually replaced Judas with. But Jesus, Jesus he wanted more workers so he got after it. Now there's 72. He sends 72. So how'd that go for them? In 1017, the 72 disciples returned. They reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. They didn't go in their name. They went in his name because they were empowered by him. You see, God, this is like what we are seeing today. You ever see those videos and they start out somewhere on TikTok or some, and then they go, what it means when they go viral? That means they go and they just explode and 15 bazillion people go, oh, look at that. And then and it's like, you know, it could be something really cute or whatever. And it just went viral. You know, there's, there's stuff that my grandson watches and I'm like, this dude that's creating this is a billionaire. I should have put on suspenders and a colored hat and went, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? But it went viral. And so now this is what's happening back in this day. Jesus starts, he starts this multiplication. Here's what I want you to do. It's not that complicated. You see, we're waiting. God, I just need all. It's not that big. It's not that heavy. It's just being obedient. It's just saying, okay. You've, you've shown me I'm going to proclaim it, and I'm going to do it. It's gone viral. So the one went with the 12, went with the 72. And it became personal. Each person kind of has their own, it's a kind of a persona. I mean, I might not say, like Pastor Gary and I, we say a lot of the same things, but we say them differently. Does that make sense? Because I'm not his personality. He's not mine. I'm a little probably more silly than he is. And that's not good, bad, or in, I hope it's good. But, you know, but it's okay. But he, he is very good at what he does. And I try to be good at what I do. You may be very good at what you do. You may not do it the same way that somebody else does it. Jesus said this, anybody who accepts me or rejects me is accepting me or rejecting me. Pretty simple. If they accept you and you're coming in my name, they accept me. If you're telling somebody about Jesus, now, and again, we got to use our heads. We got to do it the way God wants us to do it. They'll know we are Christians by our hate. Does it say that? It says by our love. They'll know we are Christians by our many, many flamboyant words. It doesn't say that either. They'll know we are Christians because we act like everybody else. It doesn't say that either. We have to be who God wants us to be. Now, I know the cameras are on me, and I'm okay with that. Last week, we, we stood up here, and we said, this is where our church stands with Roe v. Wade. 
and we had people walk out of the service. And the reason they walked out is because we're against abortion. It's, it's murder. We don't, we're not for it. Is there forgiveness for it? Absolutely. Will people still be welcomed? You bet. But the Bible strictly is against that. I believe that's what the word states. And so we wanted you to know, here's where we are. We make no apologies for that. The Holy Spirit is going to operate through each individual that receives Christ. It's that anointing to teach, preach, and heal. Brings the same results. And the results will begin just to expand and blow up and go viral. That's what's happening with these disciples back then. And then the test really comes. You know when when you start... Walking with the Lord, there's pressure. Everybody say pressure. Because the enemy is going to try to stop you from doing what you're doing. Now, you can either believe that or not, but I'm telling you, it's true. We have, one time we were sweeping the sanctuary, just cleaning the sanctuary out, not with brooms, spiritually. We are walking just apart from each other, just kind of with our hands like this. We are praying in tongues, and we are we're believing for God's anointing to be in that auditorium. And we didn't want anything of the enemy in there, so we were walking. And this is the literally true story. A witch came in from off the street and came up to me and was just saying, stop, stop. I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't even, I just wouldn't stop. And you know, she never came back again. She just ended up running out the door. You need to understand there is power. When we sing about power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, it is because of the blood. You see, the enemy sees the Jesus in you. But the test would come for these disciples in the 72 and those past that. Jesus had to challenge them. I need you to go even to another level. Why? Because he was leaving. John 14, 12, I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus is saying, what you've seen me do, you can do. You can even do more because I'm going to empower you to do it. I think it was hard for the disciples to see that because they were so used to having him around. I think they're for it. I mean, they understand the concept. He said from the beginning. He basically said this, what he's doing. But I don't know if sometimes we're actually ready for some things. They didn't want him to leave. It's always good if you have somebody that leads and they're in charge and you don't have to worry about it. And who am I talking to today? There's sometimes people are leading and we just don't realize all of what they do till they stop doing it. And then we're like, oh my goodness, they used to do that. They used to, I never had to do that. They did that. But the story goes on. He's betrayed, taken before Pilate. 
crucified really wasn't their idea, even though he told them this isn't what they wanted it and how it to go. But in the physical, pretty soon they were like, Jesus is gone. How could they do more? They had remembered what he said. There's even one of them that says, you know what, unless I can put my hand on his side or put my hand in those, I, I, I don't even believe it. I mean, I, I know what I saw, but I'd have to see it again. I'm just one of those, I got to see it. And all of a sudden, Jesus just is there. And he just says, Thomas, put your hand right here. Stick it right here. So Jesus said, this is what's going to happen. And he's telling them stuff to give them peace. Everybody say peace. He is the prince of peace. John 14, 16, 17, I'll ask the Father. He'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He lives with you now and later will be in you. You see, the greater works come with the Holy Spirit. The gifts that that Spirit brings, the power that God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit brings you. You get a little bit of Jesus under your belt. Mal, when she was really little, she watched a certain evangelist on TV, and he would pray. Everybody he prayed for went over, went over. So Mal just thought, that's common. So she's going to pray for you. She's like, you're, you're supposed to fall over. She'd go pray for you, fall over. <laughs> we have to tell her, Mal, you, you, you know, it's not really in the, it's what happens when you get back up, you know? I mean, but the disciples, they get the plan now. Now they got to pick up where Jesus left off. And they got to go, you know, he says, go and wait for the Spirit to come, the Holy Spirit to come and, and do you with power. He said that over, over 500 people saw him and heard him say that. 320 said, mm, not for me. Or 380, excuse me, 120 went up to the upper room. Here's step number four. If it worked, Jesus is our example, and it worked for the 12, and it worked for the 72, here's number four. It'll work for you. Just as sure as you're hearing my voice today, his healing still works today. 1 Corinthians 12, 4. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. 12, 6, and 7 of 1 Corinthians, God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So Jesus had called and ordained people. I want you to go. I want you to pray for them. I want you to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You know that God's against sickness and disease. It was his branding then. It's his branding now. I looked up branding, and Webster's definition of branding is this, promoting of a product or service by identifying it with a particular brand. You know, that's your brand. If you see a certain image, if you see uh, a green-looking weird lady, you're going to relate it to a coffee company. 
If you see something that looks just red in a circle and a bullseye, you, you, you know, you, ah, I know what store that is. If you see golden arches, that's a brand. Because when we see that image, we know what that stands for. We know what they, that is behind that. Jesus, when we, put, we talk about Jesus, we're talking about healing, whole, freedom, prosperity, liberty, truth, righteousness. So let me ask you, are you included in the call and the ordained? Is he calling you? And see, this is where people go, yeah, God's not, I'm not, mm-mm. But the parting words to his disciples and to us answer that question. Mark 16, 15, 18, told them, go into all the world, preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons in my name. They'll speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. If you're saved, if you've said, Jesus, I, I believe in you, he intends for you to be able to pray for people and he'll heal them. It will accompany you. It will follow you. When you, when you pray, you make your requests known to God, things start to happen. Why? Because you have heaven backing you up. You have the God of the universe and he'll use that to draw in the lost. He didn't want it just to accompany Jesus and then just the 12 and the 72. That's gone way, way past that. He intended it for every believer. It's not just for your benefit either. It is for those that don't know him to see how you walk. And see how good he is. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And he expects you to share those benefits with others. I want to be a disciple. How do I qualify? Matthew 4.19, Jesus called out to them, follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. Matthew 8.22, he told them, follow me now, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. 9 9 of Matthew, Jesus was walking along. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple. Matthew got up and followed him. Paul says it this way 1 Corinthians 11 1. You should imitate me as I imitate Christ. One version says, Follow me as I follow Christ. If you are a believer in Jesus, healing is in your future. You just have to believe him and trust him. If that's part of that. And he says, how, you know, this is sometimes, we, we tie God's hands. Do you ever feel like that? What if God wanted to heal you, but we don't believe him in that? We, you know, I don't know, God. But what if we just said, okay, I believe it. I receive it. You've already done it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm here with you this morning because I believe that. Maybe God wants to use you so you can show somebody else. I want to pray for you today. I prayed for people when I didn't feel spiritual or anointed, really didn't have my mind on that, and God still healed them. 
It's not on my ability, certainly not. It's according to the power of the Holy Spirit in me. That's it. That's how it worked for Jesus. That's how it worked for the 12. That's how it worked for the 72. And that's how it will work for you. He is sending us out to do what he's called us to do. Follow the path. If we do that, healing follows. Sometimes it's a, it's a well, it's going to be a faith walk. I mean, every time I've done something, he has told me, and I've had to believe him and take him at his word and take that step of faith. I hope that makes sense to you. Do you, you remember Joshua after Moses died and he, he was going to go over to the promised land? Do you remember he had to cross the, the river? And the water was flowing. The Bible says it was, and it wasn't until they took that step out and then whoosh. Sometimes that's what it feels like. It's just a matter of doing. Faith without works is dead. Do you believe me? Do it. Instead of saying, but God, just do it. I've seen miracle after miracle. I've seen things go away. I've seen bones snap into place. I've seen demons leave. I've seen healing come. I've seen cancer go. I've seen rashes leave the body instantly. I've seen eyes become uncloudy and see clearly. I've seen ears open up. I mean, there's things I haven't seen. But if I walk long enough and I plan on it, I'll see them. Because my heart is to go after the Father. Now I'm going to have them put on some, some music. And uh, as we get ready, I want us to, to take communion today. So you, you have the elements in front of you. And this gives you an opportunity. And those that are online, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior... We're going to ask that right now before we do communion, because this is a serious thing. This is the covenant that God put with us. This is what Jesus died on the cross for. Every healing you could ever need, everything that would ever be happening that you would need is paid for. So before we do this, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Those that are online, you just close your eyes as well. If you're here this morning and you're saying, Brett, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, would you pray with me? Just put your hand up and put it right back down. Those that are online, you can raise your hand there. God sees that. Yes. Anyone else? Let's say this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior from this day forward. I give my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you meant that for the first time, this is, this is really important because this kind of seals the deal, so to speak. His body was bruised and broken for you. The stripes on his back for every healing you would need. Let's remember him by taking this together. Then he so freely poured his blood out. He didn't spill it accidentally. He willingly gave his life.
so all of our sins could be forgiven. No matter what you've done, Jesus can forgive you. Let's thank him for that. Take a minute and just say thank you to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Those that are watching via uh, maybe different states, I, I'm sorry, I probably should have gave you a, a moment to get some uh, bread or, or juice or something, but you can rewatch the podcast and do that or take it as a family, but uh, we love you and we appreciate you watching. What we're going to do right now is, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to open up the front. If you're saying, if you want both of these things, that's all good. If you need a healing, you're going to come to your right, my left, come down front. If you would like filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you're going to come to my right, your left, and come on this side. 